Good morning, good morning. This is Eshin Brenda Shoshana back with another episode of Zen, uh, Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life, The Unshakable Road to Love. And it's a very big pleasure to be back with you today. Thank you so much for listening and for all your wonderful, wonderful uh, emails and responses. I greatly appreciate hearing from you. And um, today we're going to talk about what I call the floating boat in the river, which is another way of describing our life, floating in the river, subject apparently subjected to the currents which go beneath us, which we're not even aware of at times, high tide, suddenly low tide, suddenly riptide, many currents, many, many currents. And here we are in actually what might seem like a fragile boat subjected to all of these currents Sometimes we're floating and enjoying the sunshine. A beautiful day. And we think, of course, that will last forever. Then suddenly, clouds or rain. Or sometimes the boat is capsized, tossed about too much. Capsized. Seemingly capsized. And everybody is alarmed and upset and confused. And there is a lack of of sense of stability. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or security in our life as we go along in this manner. Very understandable, very understandable that we would feel basically uneasy and unnerved and on guard. There are moments when we relax, enjoy the sun, enjoy the ocean, look at the sky, and we have those moments for sure, but how long do they last? How long can they last when we experience this life as if we're floating in a, in a rather fragile boat on a very powerful ocean that's way beyond us, way beyond us, that the forces beneath us, above us, around us, <coughs> within us, are much stronger than we are, much stronger and more intense than anything we can navigate well. And I think that's why we so much struggle to become a big success or, or, or feel important, feel as if we can somehow manage what we're being faced with. It's very, very understandable, especially, especially, especially in this day and age when so many unexpected and unpredictable and difficult events seem to be taking place, and they do seem somewhat, seem, I say, out of our control. Out, but is this true? This is the question, wonderful question. Zen always comes to ask, really, is this true? This is our experience, or it might seem to be our experience right now, but is it the ultimate truth of our lives? That's what Zen asks. Is it the, or are we kind of 
all mixed up, <laughs> which is a very collo- colloquial way to put it. We could say, are we lost in confusion? Are we living in the world of illusion? All of those are other ways of putting it. I like to be very plain and say, are we just confused, mixed up about this? Is it so that we are helpless? Now, many, many teachings say that we are not helpless, that we have ultimate dominion over the world. In fact, we're the caretakers of this infinite world, which is a very interesting way to think of it, that it is up to us to bring light, to bring love, to bring peace, and to bring clarity. I love clarity. (laughs) Clarity, because once we have truth and clarity, we have everything we need. We really do. It's just like shining a flashlight on a very dark night. And what happens the moment we allow the light in? We don't have to fight the darkness. It just disappears. It's nothing. All it is is an absence of light. We don't have to drown in the darkness. We don't have to be frightened of the darkness. We must, must bring the light Bring in the light. That's our job. From a Zen perspective, that's our job. From the perspective of many scriptures, that's our job. As I said in the book, The Unshakable Road to Love, my, my, my latest book, what I said is this collects the truths of all the world scriptures, all of them, including Zen. And we go when we go to the essence of all of them, it's really exactly the same teaching, which is so wonderful. Different variations, different languages, different traditions, but every the heart of every one of our beautiful traditions And teachings is please, please bring the light. They all exist to be stars in the sky in what appears to be a dark sky. We're not, our lives are not a floating, fragile boat. We're not living in a fragile, floating boat. No, that is an illusion. That is a confusion. No, no. When we identify with that which is transient with the body, the body is beautiful, the body is needed, the body is honored. It is it is our sanctuary. We're living in it. Take good care of it. But we are way beyond that. Way beyond that. You know, when we go to sleep at night and we're lying in bed, the body's quiet or sleeping or much goes on in our dreams and our mind. Much goes on way beyond what we can see, hear, feel, taste, and touch. And yet we are so enthralled, hypnotized in the grip of what we hear, see, taste, and touch. Not that it's not often very beautiful, not that we have to block it out, but not to identify with it either. We're not the passing show. We're not a fragile boat. We're not. And that is the feeling that we are 
And all of these seemingly, and I have to keep saying seemingly, unconquerable forces, all they need is for us to turn on the light, to be willing, able to see and to be, not just to see, but to be the light. And that is what the unshakable road to love is. It's a road filled with light because love and light are the same, two aspects of the same thing. Same thing, two aspects of it. The love that we feel is the unifying force. Now by love, I don't mean attachment, clinging, demanding something of someone. It's a different kind of love. We call it in Zen karuna, compassion. It's not a disconnected feeling either. It's a deep way to unify all of ourselves, all of life, all of our family and everybody's family. It's a force of unification and strength. As soon as love enters the picture, whew, the anger, the fear, the terror, the, the isolation, it all dissolves. The darkness dissolves. And the same with clarity. As soon as we see clearly, that darkness dissolves. So, so, the big question is, in many people's minds, how does this happen? And why are we so in love with the illusion that besets us, with the drama, with the chaos, with going to Coney Island? When I was a little girl, I went to Coney Island a lot. I loved it then. There were all kinds of things on the boardwalk. There was steeplechase, and when you went into steeplechase, that you looked right away in mirrors, and these mirrors distorted your image. You really couldn't see yourself. You were taller in one mirror, you were wider in another, and it was all the thrills and the chills <laughs> steeplechase was. And actually, it was about playing with the illusion of ourselves and of life. And, and you saw yourself in all, depending what mirror you looked in, you would see yourself differently. And everybody would laugh. It was fun. It was goofy. It was a respite from our, our normal reality. And then you walked on the boardwalk, and there was the beautiful, beautiful ocean. And on the boardwalk was all kinds of entertainment, including the grandmother who would tell your fortune. It was some kind of a a ro not a robot, we didn't really have robots then, but it was a figure and you'd put some money in and out would come your fortune and all kinds of, of entertainment, part of the illusion, the grand illusion, delusion. So it kept your attention away from the ocean. The beauty of the ocean, the waves, the sound of the waves, the sky, we were caught up in, in that. And that still goes on today. There's a love for the illusion, for the game, for the drama, for the thrills and chills of life. <laughs> the thrills and chills. Am I a star? Are you a star? Who's a better star? All the big drama and thrills and chills. When we tire of that, or when we see that there's really no end to it, that's nothing but an illusion, a game we're playing. 
we breathe a little more easily, actually, and begin to wake up our clarity, our love. We go in another direction. We begin to walk, rather than walking to steeplechase, we walk on the unshakable road to love. We have to turn a different direction when we're going to do that. Even though we're walking on the boardwalk, our attention, our consciousness is not fixated on the thrills and chills, but on the oneness, on the feeling of our breathing, on our, this feeling of our feet walking, on the ocean, on the beauty of nature. We just become very present to what is real, to what is here, to what cannot be subjected to unknown forces. And that takes a while to really enter that mode of really being in touch with that which is not subjected to random, what's, nothing is random, but what seems like random chaotic forces, to that which navigates life and as it goes along, navigating life on its trip, bringing, just naturally, inevitably emanating light and love to all who want it, to all who are receptive to it. It's not about preaching. It's not about converting someone, pushing someone, yelling at them, judging them. Not at all. Not at all. Not necessary. That's not necessary in this pathway. We become the love itself, we become the light itself. And actually that is quite irresistible to those who long for it. And it may not be something others want. They're still caught up in wanting the thrills and chills, and that's fine. That's where they are. Rather than focus your energy on changing others, the energy is on actually being, becoming, being, the light and clarity which you already are. You already are that. And it's getting in touch with that. That is our walk on the boardwalk. Being in touch with that. I love Zen practice because it's so simple. It's so direct. It itself removes a lot of the thrills and chills. And we're placed in that natural, unfabricated, environment where we sit and don't move and breathe. So our attention naturally returns, returns over and over again to the breathing, to the, to the koan perhaps, to the practice, to the simplicity. We're not overstimulated with many, many things. So when we're offered a cup of tea, one cup of tea, mm, so grateful for it. So filling, so delicious. We can really taste it. Wow, it's delicious. We don't need 100 cups of tea and 10 chocolate bars. No, it's so fulfilling. It's so delicious. One sip, so delicious. When we are able to receive it. On the unshakable road to love, we receive life the essence of life, the basis of life. In Zen, we call it our Buddha nature. In other practices, we could call it the spirit, the soul, the heart of of this world. 
So in a sense, this world is, of course, a journey, very, a very fascinating journey, really. But it's not a journey where we thought we were going, to being more, to being better, to doing more. It's, it's to becoming more and more simple, clear, at home, oddly enough, in our lives, grateful, and really able to taste that one sip of very delicious tea. Yum. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. It's always so much fun to be here with you. I appreciate it. And um, why don't you try this week, just a little bit, no pushing, no pressure, to returning to simplicity, to this moment, to oneself, to being fully present and, and see for yourself. Thank you. Bye-bye.